Welcome to the Seacoast Dynasty League Podcast. Thank you for joining us as we discuss the latest news in the NFL, everything that's going on in our league, and why Geo loves DK Metcalf. This is the 2019 Season Podcast, Episode 7. Welcome everyone to the Seacoast Dynasty League Podcast. I'm your host, Giovanni Montenegro. I've got with me as always, Jake Beltran. What's up, man? What it is. Hey, this is the review for the end of the season. We've got some awards to give out, uh, but it's not just Jake and I. We have some special guests in the house. Introduce yourself, guys. What's up, guys? Johnny G. And we have the Dragon Slayer here. Everyone, welcome Jesus Valenzuela. Yo, yo, yo. What's up? <laughs> Boo. <laughs> <laughs> Hey Johnny, Johnny, you're just you're just uh, you're just salty because he salty. beat you in the Pro Bowl, dude. Whatever, right? AFC, AFC. I like it because what? See, me, me, and the Seuss are here representing the AFC. Jake and uh, Jake and Johnny, the NFC. Ooh, NFC. Gang, gang. I mean, honestly, like four of the five Super Bowl winners have come from the AFC. So I'm just saying. Screw Ellen. <laughs> <laughs> Um, actually, that's one of the things we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about Alan. Not screwing Alan. I don't know. I feel like he already has enough babies as it is, so <laughs> we don't need to get into that. Um, so the, the, the first thing I'd like to talk about is just what a year we've had, man. 2019, uh, 2018 and 2019 football season. So many, so many different things to talk about. What stands out to you guys? Year of the Dragon Slayer. <laughs> that, was, that, was, that was a really good highlight of the year. That was pretty awesome. Honestly, that was like the for me. I think that was like the most exciting part of the season. Just seeing how, or just given the fact that Jesus is 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 lineup in his team, even though he has studs on his team, just the fact of it always seemed like those matchups. He was the underdog of the matchup, and everybody was just kind of expecting that you know Allen was gonna win or Gio was gonna win, Tony was gonna win, but he kept knocking. He kept knocking down. You know, all the Titans, all the people that we were scared of uh, going through the season and stuff. People who we who we were saying had, like, really solid teams. And I thought that part of the season was really awesome. And it was also fun to, to watch. Yeah, I thought the, the biggest was, for me, was at the end of the year. When there was basically, what, like, five or six games that decided who went to the playoffs. Yeah. That, yes. That, mm-hmm. was, that one was awesome, too. Honest. Just to see, just to see who would make it. Who, who goes there? Years before, yeah. we already knew. Yeah, it was already like guaranteed. Yeah, like it was like you know, these guys are, yeah. Yeah. But, but this one was such like a like a coin toss. Like you don't know, it could go either way, and that was that was awesome. Dude, like literally, if Jason hadn't had to leave town for work and had set his lineup, he would have won because he had a, he had what like a linebacker out and a tight end out. But his backups that he had, so all he would have had to do was just swap them out. Am I hearing excuses? Oh! <laughs> hey, I'm just, I'm just trying to be nice to, to Jason Conti because one of the things that like stood out to me was um, so what I, I don't know if you guys noticed I tried to I tried to every every week the weekly review had like a had like a dorky title like from a movie or a TV show or something like that and so the, I think the one that stuck with me the most was Valar Morgulus like all men must die 
that that this year has been the epitome of like a change in the league. Uh, because like, I, yeah, you guys. I mean, you guys, you guys say that Allen's the big boy, but you guys got to remember, Allen took his team from zero and thirteen to ten and three, and then to ten and three again with two Super Bowl wins and a Coach of the Year. You know, in three years. So like, Allen has come from nothing to make his team what it is. Um, and then we've got Jesus, the Dragon Slayer. We had Jason. Ryan was competing. Johnny, Johnny yeah. was starting to look like you were on the verge of something, man. Yeah, if, if a couple things had fallen your way. If, if I would have won in the beginning of the year and then not the end of the year, <laughs> then you would have been in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah that would have been different. And you would have been with Mikey, right? Yeah, and Mikey and yeah. I we were there towards the very last towards game. The very last game. And look at Mikey. He turned out to be the, the uh, Super Bowl challenger right yeah. there. I mean, he never that had a winning. That could have been you. <laughs> that could have been, been you. That could have been you, man. It's like the Mikey and Allen were like the 49ers and the Chargers in the Super Bowl. Everyone knew the 49ers were going to win. But, I mean, but all, all, you know, you can only you can hope. Yeah, you can right. hope. Oh, man. Like, whereas you see, like, Tony and I, like, our teams are definitely on the downswing. Like, there's the... Don't even, dude. Don't <laughs> even. Mr. First pick overall because the Jackie hey. tanked. I, right. I keep I keep pleading my case. I didn't you're do it on you're purpose. You're too far out of my reach, man. <laughs> <laughs> is that is that why you guys put Jakey in the corner, you jerk? This is, this is why. Yeah, this is why I'm in the corner because I let I let the whole league. Anyway, down. Gio, come on. You have the most points scored and the best record. Okay, your team is fine. This Does is it, true. Doesn't matter. Whenever plus you, you got see, picks play, in the future. What, what, what happened when I played you, Jesus? Who won? Dragon Slayer. Dragon Slayer. That's Dragon Slayer. What happened when I played that, Mikey? Mikey won. What happened when I played I Jason? I beat him. Jason won. I beat him. Any, anytime I played a big team, I, I beat him too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, unfortunately, you couldn't win in the playoffs, though. Since oh. you. <laughs> when, it, when it mattered. But neither could I, so we're in the same boat, right? You either win or you lose, right? And if you don't win the whole thing, you suck. So, welcome to my life. Welcome <laughs> to my life. Welcome to my life. Um, See, that, no. that's why it was the year of the dragons there. Because exactly. I gave hope. Hope to the, the little people, man. Exactly. <laughs> you brought, you, were the, you, were, you were the savior. You were, you were, you were Jesus for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Legit. <laughs> you gave everybody hope. No, man, Jesus, what you did this year was amazing. And, and, and I know you're just joking around, but I... I I do really think you you showed people that not only can it be done, it can be done quickly and easily. Your first season in, you're already a top contender, and, and I think um, obviously certain things fell right. You made good, but you made good moves. You made good trades. You made good pickups. And even if some certain things like we were talking about before the podcast started, certain trades may not have fallen your way. Other trades did. So like it all worked out for you in the end because you kept up. You didn't just do one thing and stop. Like, you didn't just pull a John Carlo and were like, mm, no trades. Or one trade. You know, or you didn't just pull an Emilio and not respond to anybody at all. This is true. You know, you kept you kept actively working. Uh, and I think that's the hallmark of, of, a, of a good team, of a good owner. Uh, a great owner, I will say. That's his. Cratchit, uh, Alan did give, Alan did say when you came in, Alan said, watch out for you. Because he has you <laughs> in other leagues and he said, you know, so, but you did good. Yeah. I think the term he used was he's a gamer. Yeah, there you right? go. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, it's it's been a great season, guys. Uh, 20, 2018, 2019 didn't fall my way, but it fell other people's way. And, man, was it fun to play with you guys. 
Um, as the year went along, we uh, we obviously had some ups and downs, but at the end of it all, we do have some people who stood out. Some for good reasons, some for bad. So for the next couple minutes, we're going to give out awards to the teams that deserve them, the players that deserve them, and kind of talk a little bit about what made them who they were, why they won that award, and why we feel uh, like they deserve that. So first and foremost, I don't know what I have else to say that I haven't written down. But I figure I should repeat it, right? Because apparently Johnny doesn't read it. <laughs> <laughs> like when I, I, I like spend my time writing these reviews and like three of y'all read them. Like I told you, do you see how long? All right, my brain doesn't work that. No. It's, it's, it's like no. five paragraphs, Johnny. <laughs> Johnny, so who won the Johnny, Pro Bowl, man? Who has the Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you didn't read. The, the reason why I work construction. All right. So first and foremost, guys... I don't think there was ever any doubt. Allen takes home his second Super Bowl victory. Congratulations, Allen. You deserve it, man. Our Super Bowl winner for the 2018-2019 season, Allen Grand, ladies and gentlemen. What do you guys have to say about Allen's year, Allen's team, Allen's moves? What stood out to you? Okay, so first of all, I like it when you call me big. <laughs> man he deserves it no i'm serious uh what 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 we all saw with alan this year is that he scrambles and then you're thinking at, at a point in time that what is he doing right mm-hmm. like well what would he do that what would he do this why is he doing so much well what he's doing is putting a championship team together and this at the true. end is what is happening. I should have beat him, but stupid Aaron Jones. 44 points. <laughs> like 40 dang points, man. It's, I should have beat him, but no. Hey, hey you got to give it up to him, guy. You know, he, he drafted well. He, he you know, and, and you, you got to give it up to him. I mean, hey, you know, you win a championship when you have uh, Crowder on your team. I mean, jeez. I know, right? <laughs> right? I, I mean, I already said it in the group chat, but, like, Alan has, like, smarts, but he also has, like, something that I think that I don't have. He has, like, the courage to, to trust a guy. Like, players like T.Y. Hilton or something like that, like, they're still going to be good, but I'd rather get out from under them sooner rather than later. I don't want to be stuck with them. But Alan, like, he's like, why? Why wouldn't I not just get the points from my guys right now while I can and and win because of it? Um, like, and, and so then so often I get like stuck with like, especially like defensive players where like, I know that they have talent, so I want to keep them, but they're not producing. So I, but I keep them and, and then I lose because of it. Whereas Allen will just go pick up people every week off the free agent wire who are going to produce and he may only keep them for a week or two and then drop them. But that's good management. That's sticking to your guns and knowing that like, it doesn't, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what names you have on your team, right? It matters whether you win or you lose. And this unfortunately, he knows he, he, he did it well. Did you guys think at the beginning of the year? I mean, I know I had Allen ranked number one in my... I, I looked at it. I looked at his schedule. I thought he was going to have another great year. Uh, did you guys think that Allen was going to be a Super Bowl winner again? Do what had never been done before? Two in a row? I, I mean, I pretty much feel like I've expressed it throughout the group chat that I was hoping that didn't happen. <laughs> but obviously, like, there's an inclination in, you know, in my mind thinking that if anyone were able to do it, looking at Allen's team and looking how Allen plays fantasy football and stuff, I, I, I wouldn't have doubted that it was him, out of all people, would, would have been able to do that double Super Bowl win. 
It's kind of hard to pick not, though, because when you have Patrick Mahomes coming off the year he did last year, Aaron Jones, and you have then you have Mike Evans. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, granted, Winston hasn't been doing good the last couple of years, but even touchdown-wise, it's, I mean, Mike Evans, and then you see that he drafted, in my opinion, one of the steals in Preston Williams. Uh, he... Yeah, he didn't draft him. He picked him up on free agency, Did right? He, I, thought, yeah. I thought he drafted him. No, it was free no. agency. Really? I yeah, thought that yeah. was fourth round or something like that. But no, post, like right after the draft, he, he dropped the big bid on him. Man, because he is – give him a quarterback and he'll do good things. Yeah. You know? yeah. So coming out of Colorado State, he did nothing really in his first place because he got kicked out for some type of uh, – you know, it's off the field issues. Right yeah, there. something but like that, that. But that's half of the league right now. How many good quarterbacks are out there right <laughs> yeah. now? Yeah. Tanking for Trevor, man. Next year. I don't know, man. Don't 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 write out fields, man. I'm 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 on the Justin Fields bandwagon, but we'll get to that. We'll get to that. We're gonna start talking about the guys next year. I I think uh, it's funny that it was. It's ironic that it was Mikey versus Allen in the Super Bowl because we called out right in the magazine. Uh, that it was Mikey's trade that solidified Allen as an unstoppable force. When Mikey sent Mike Evans and Aaron Jones to Allen, like that was the trade because he got Leonard Fournette back. But I, in my mind, Leonard Fournette and Aaron Jones are equal. And then on top of that, you get a superstar like Mike Evans. Uh, Allen, wow. since then, nobody has been able to stop him. Yeah, he's, he's lost a few games. Thank you, Dragon Slayer, for at least like bringing him back down to earth. But despite that, he's still, he, he just been rolling through everybody. So... Alan, you set you set an impossible bar for somebody to win two back to back titles. On the other hand, though, for the rest of us who aren't as good as you, we did we were able to have hope this year, and uh, a lot of coaches did really well. Whether it was Ryan keeping up with his his team, we've already talked about these nominees uh, last time on the podcast, right? Ryan doing so well, Johnny. Uh, Finally turning his team around. I think they finally turned the corner. Now they've only got up to go. Jason, with a storybook season, who was awesome, uh, kind of fell down a little bit down the stretch. Or, obviously, the guy we have here in the house, Jesus Valenzuela. So, Jonathan, you have an announcement to make for us. We had all our nominees that we talked about last time on the podcast. We had Jason Conti's great season. We had Johnny, you yourself, uh, had, a, had a pretty good season turning your team around. Ryan and Jesus, can you announce who is our 2018-2019 Coach of the Year award winner? Well, the award winner, <laughs> is the one and only Dragon Slayer, Jesus Woo! Big Poppy. <laughs> that was a little sexual, Johnny. <laughs> well, you know. Well, you know, got to help out my elderly state. So, uh, yeah, Jesus. Yay. Jesus Valenzuela. All right, well, we got we have you in the house right here, Jesus. Let's get that instant reaction. How does it feel? I mean, Slayer. I'm pretty sure you knew it was coming, uh, even though we didn't tell you. How, how do you feel? Coach of the year, 2018 My heart is beating too fast right now. Hold on, give me a sec. <laughs> hey, careful, don't have a heart attack. <laughs> no, that's super awesome. That that means that uh, a, a lot of the team owners out there, they, they like the fact that there's hope. There's hope to beat the big dogs. Yes, and sir. and I'm glad to be that inspiration to you all. So just keep up the good work. Put some a little bit of time, you know, <laughs> here and there, reading about, the, you know, the upcoming uh, uh, players, replacing starters, things like that. And one one player 
a week at least change you know or, or get from the waiver wire and 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 you'll get one or two extra wins and 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 your team can really take off if, if you do a couple of trades and it's just a all around you know fantasy football uh they all the areas to cover and 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 things can happen things can turn around for you thank you very much no it's good good advice well i i called him out i said at first i said he was a pretender when we first did that (laughs) but i said i loved even when we made this trade remember we were talking and i said after we made the trade we're like i told you i loved your roster it had so much upside to it and and I, I thought it was going to be next year you have a, a, a season like you did, but it turned out to be this year. So I was wrong, obviously, but you saw the potential. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, for sure. I wouldn't say you were wrong, Johnny. <laughs> no, I wouldn't say you were wrong. <laughs> I mean, right. if you look at my roster, it's like, it, like it's unbelievable. It's something that, that – you can be scratching your head still now if you look back and look at every single matchup. It's crazy that the, the, the way it turned out. And I'm the first one to acknowledge that because I was there. I was looking up close every single score, every single you know point score on, on, on my side and on, against me on every single game. But things happen because you put a lot of effort and things don't happen because of that. You open the door. For something like that to happen. And at least have the possibility. I like that. If you don't mind me asking Jesus. Uh, looking back at your season. What was your. I guess like. The, what was the sweetest moment. Or what was your favorite moment. Because I mean you had it. You had a Cinderella story like season. What Looking back at it. What was the moment that stood out to you. It had as... to be the OJ Howard trade. <laughs> <laughs> that OJ Howard trade. When you didn't get traded. Oh I love OJ so much. <laughs> Uh, I guess it, it would have to be, uh, I don't know what week it was. I, I believe it was, I don't know, it had to be like 10 or something like that uh, against Jason. Because that was for me to even have the opportunity to play the playoffs or not. So uh, I, I think that that has to be the the best win that I had all season. Because that kind of cemented me into passing over to the playoffs. And it kind of took away from Jason the opportunity to get to the playoffs. So I think that's the epitome of what my season was, to get to the playoffs. Um, so I, I would have to think that. But I beat you. I beat Oof. Mikey. I beat uh, Tony. Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> and I beat Alan. So I beat all of the 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 four division leaders. Yes. That that's is true. That's true. You beat that's every true. single division leader. That's very true. Yeah. And, and, you know, and I also had, I think, the best uh, winning streak, which was eight games. Oh, eight games, I'll to, yeah. I'll have to I double think, check that, but I think, I think, I think that's right. true. Don't double check it. I already triple <laughs> checked it. <laughs> <laughs> triple check it just to make sure. Yeah, the longest win streak in a row. That's pretty cool. It, it actually at the end of at the end of the season you were tied with Allen. You guys had the same record, right? You guys both yeah. ended the season at ten and three. Yeah, but he overcame me with like three or four hundred points. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so it just came down to a points tiebreaker. Uh-huh. That'll that'll be like the next thing you do. You bring you bring those points up and your team and for sure. I, I think we could have a new big papa in the house. All right. Well, I, I think it's well deserved. Your legacy score will reflect it in this in this uh, in this next season's uh, updated magazine. Johnny, you're just getting beers for everybody. Yeah, you can feel free to jump in the fridge. No, I don't. I don't want any. I, I don't. 
How many times do I have to tell you this, guys? Like, you, I swear you don't believe me. It, <laughs> it grosses him out. All, it does. We all know he secretly does it at night when he's watching the the, the football games that he's already recorded. No, yeah, what, when he, or when he loses to the dragons. Yeah, there. exactly. That's for sure. That's Dude. when. That's when he started. Did you see said. like the the rookie review didn't come out for like two weeks because I was just like. I can't think about football. It was in right deep, now. In deep depression. <laughs> deep depression. Because he didn't want to. He don't. He didn't want to fill out an elaborate paragraph explaining how got Jesus annihilated Gio's team. And I was just hey, sharpening my team. sword. Like, what's going <laughs> on with that? <laughs> he didn't want to re- reminisce on it. <laughs> All right. Um, so every year we have a few awards. We have our Super Bowl winner, of course. We have a Coach of the Year. And then we have our MVP. This year, we've added a couple of awards. We've added the Fantasy Player of the Year, the Rookie of the Year, and the Pooped His Big Boy Pants Award. Thank you, Tony, for that beautiful and eloquent name. <laughs> um, our MVP our MVP every year is just given out to whichever team scores the most points uh, during the fantasy regular season. Um, I think, Jake, is that you that has that? Yeah, that's, the award goes to... No surprise here. Gio Montenegro. Yeah, most points doesn't mean nothing when you lose. So I'm going to just move past that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, uh... <laughs> what? Is that... Was Yay. that a sarcastic clap? Yay. Yay. <laughs> kind of late, but... Thanks, guys. <laughs> give, me, <laughs> give me all the points. Yay. Yeah, okay. So let's focus now on two different things. Which two players... One an established player already, and the other a rookie. Which two players changed the season? Our fantasy player of the year award goes to Lamar Jackson. Was there anybody else who 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 could have won it? What do you guys think about Lamar Jackson's year? I think that's pretty accurate. Lamar Jackson just had just a spectacular year. Um, every day, all kinds of different news. Every game, he was putting up like ridiculous amounts of points compared to any other. Uh, player in that position and any other player in any other position and very consistent also and thanks to him they're not playing this week yeah that, mm-hmm. there you go exactly but then That's also true. coming out of college out of louisville though for his freshman year winning the heisman he he was just a running quarterback that's all he was mm-hmm. he was basically basically a tebow a tebow type but what he did and even coming out of college even after his sophomore year Mm-hmm. Or no, sorry, after his junior year still. Mm-hmm. He, all he did was run. You saw what they did with the Charger game uh, in the playoffs last year. Charger just eliminated the, uh, the run and forced him to be the quarterback. So it, 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 it shows work ethic and it shows like the, the, the want to. The want to be good. Yeah. Because he didn't rest on, you know, I'm a running quarterback and that's all I'm going to be. No, man. He, I mean, he, he did show signs when he was in Louisville of being a fantastic thrower, but he, it just was overshadowed, overshadowed by... By his running ability, yeah. so I mean, all all hats to him, man. It's just I hope he uh, he brings it down a little bit because, to be honest with you, it's just for his longevity in the NFL to make good money. It's, there's no way you could keep this up being a running back and a quarterback. That's absolutely that's absolutely. You took the words right out of my mouth. That's what I was gonna say. Is that he was a he was a quarterback and a running back. Actually, as a quarterback, he wasn't that great. He he, he had a good season. But he wasn't great as a quarterback. His numbers were buoyed just because he scored so many touchdowns. But but he averaged like 240 passing yards a game. Like he he was not beating people with his arm, but he had the arm to beat them when he needed to. Because I I mean, mad props to Harbaugh, but Greg Roman deserves so much 
plaudits for, for what he did. He designed that offense, took Lamar Jackson's strengths, and they've used it. They've gone to three tight end sets, extra like extra offensive linemen, and just running, running the football out of everybody. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I think we saw it last year differently with Mahomes, and now we're seeing it this year with Lamar Jackson. I think the NFL is changing. Instead of there being a coaching scheme that a player fits into, I think there are coaches now who are realizing that some of these players are talented enough that, that you have a player like Lamar Jackson who can literally outrun and outmove so many defenders, you got to use him. So I think there are going to be coaches now who are going to uh, change their schemes around uh, one or two superstar players having a big arm like Mahomes or having Lamar Jackson's uh, maneuverability or, or mobility and stuff like that. So I don't know. I think what, what he's done was amazing, but it also, I think, sparks um, a change that we're seeing in the whole NFL. Well, just look at uh, yesterday's game between the Bills and the and the Texans. Look at those two quarterbacks, what they did. Yeah. You know, it was a great game, and, and at the end, it was just uh, Watson, Deshaun Watson, right? Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson. Well, they made the proper adjustments, too. You saw that uh, uh, Josh Allen was having a heck of a half, but the adjustments that the Texans defense made just to contain him. Not mm-hmm. necessarily, you know, he's going to have his big arm, but just contain him. Mm-hmm. You know, turn him into an actual quarterback. But did you, you see know? that play where he breaks two tackles at the end? Yeah, I did see that. I but, mean, do you think Philip Rivers is going to make that play? <laughs> Heck no. It, That's I mean, why I have to agree with Montenegro. That the NFL is changing big time. And I saw that. And a, I like it. Years ago, dude, when, uh, what was he called it? I want to say uh, the last year of Norv's uh, uh, tenure here in San Diego. Mm-hmm. And and I saw that because they he was trying to fit an offense that didn't fit the type of players. They didn't have Vince Jackson anymore. They didn't have Darren Sproles anymore. They didn't, all they had was Malcolm Floyd and and, that, and Antonio Gates who could just get up and, and, and the vertical threat. You know, you didn't have that. So you saw that. Coaches started getting fired because they were trying to fit schemes with players they didn't have. Mm-hmm. So that was a good point that Gio brought out was that's so true. Mm-hmm. You know, coaches are being smart. This is the players that I have, like Andy Reid does, year after year in, year out. This is the players that I have. Let's develop their strengths and develop just a little bit different stuff to help them out to be make them even stronger. And I have to admit to change calls. You know, change the traditional coaching yeah. ways. Yeah. Yeah. And adjust to them to that kind of game. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's basically uh, just playing with the cards that you're dealt with yeah. at this point. It's- and I think that's what, that's what the mentality that the coaches and maybe the coaching staff is is what's going on is they're reevaluating their their staff and seeing what strengths do they have, what weaknesses they have, and so they like like you said, Johnny, just uh, the same thing, boosting the strength more and then also making the weaknesses not as weak. Try to get pick that up a little bit, but obviously focus more and prioritize the strengths. That way, they're better than the rest of other teams that may have that strength or they actually have that weakness. And so I exploit it. Sorry. And I also helped uh, Lamar Jackson too. That actually, Mark Ingram had a not a great year, but he had a decent. He had a decent year. He did. The ball today, he did. This year. He did. So it helped I him. I think out. that goes both ways. Like I think Lamar Jackson helped Mark Ingram have a good year because the teams have to focus on the running on the quarterback, you know. But then vice versa, having a strong running running back who can just pound it in there mm-hmm. uh, helps the helps the quarterback open lanes up because uh, on those option. Um, the handoffs and stuff like that. Uh, speaking of, we were just talking about like coaching changes. I think, or, and like uh, 
coaches being able, being willing to make adjustments. I think one of the most underrated moves all season long was Mike Vrabel in Tennessee finally deciding, hey, I've had enough of this stinking weak little Hawaiian kid. Uh, Mariota's too scared to make to make the throws. Mm-hmm. Put in Tannehill, and let's go on a freaking win streak. And part of that led us up to our rookie of the year because of what Vrabel and Tannehill did. Jake Beltran, who wins our rookie of the year this year? The person that wins rookie of the year is A.J. Brown. Rookie wide receiver came in. He was great at Ole Miss. Uh, he looked the better receiver. DK Metcalf may have been taller and stronger, but AJ Brown could run the routes. Um, I didn't like the landing spot. I was scared of AJ Brown, not because of the talent. I love the player, but I really, I, as a Corey Davis owner, I watched all the Tennessee Titans games, <laughs> and man, their passing offense was anemic. It was horrible. It was boring. Mariota couldn't throw. I was like, I, well, I'm not going to risk getting a guy on that offense because I thought they were tied to Mariota. I did not see the change to Tannehill coming. What did you guys think of A.J. Brown's year? I thought it was fantastic. I I, uh, I would have thought – I liked him coming out of Ole Miss, like you just said, but I would have thought going to Tennessee that it would have helped Mariota better. You know, and that's why I – I don't know. It, 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 it was hard, too hard to say in the beginning because I was a big fan of Mariota coming out of Oregon. Uh, for what he was able to do there in that hurry up offense and his his ability to throw the deep ball and everything was was on point in college. Mm-hmm. But again, college pros two different things. Yes. So I was rooting kind of for my guy uh, uh, who fell to me in, in the end of the draft in uh, in Brown. But no nah, man, I mean you got to give it up to him. He did a, he did a, a heck of a job for what was in front of him. Rookie That's thousand true. yard receiver man. Like, yeah, he put out he put out the work. Um, yeah, like I probably agree with the same viewpoint that Gio had was uh, I I liked his talent in, in Ole Miss. I, I liked his you know his his college career. I, I knew he was going to be a, a star, but just seeing that uh, landing spot in the Tennessee, I just didn't pay pay a second uh, second mind to it. Uh, just because, like I like Gio said, I thought they were tied to Mariota and. They were going to focus everything on Mariota. Mariota was the future and whatnot. They were just going to stick with Mariota. And then once I heard about the the switch up with Ryan Tannehill, I didn't th- I didn't think anything anything else either. Uh, just because I had Tannehill before and Tannehill and Miami didn't really do anything. I, I was actually either. going to bring that up. Remember remember Jake? You, you last season, right? You were like we were talking about what what went wrong, and you were like, "Well, I made the trade for Tannehill because I saw him, I, and there was still stuff that I liked, and I thought he was going to be good." Mm-hmm. Tannehill yeah. got his chance now, and man, he what best completion percentage, best second half scoring offense in the in the second part of the year. Like best red zone offense. But granted, it was a lot of help from Derrick Henry. A lot too. of help from Derrick Henry. But, but but you still. But had you got to give I him mean, credit. Drew Brees, though. Drew Brees wasn't Drew Brees when in San Diego because he relied yeah. on he relied on LT. Yeah. But he was still Drew Brees was still considered a Pro Bowl quarterback in San Diego. So. But Tannehill made the throws when he needed to, and, and I think, and, and that was the difference. Mariota when he needed to didn't make the throws. Make throws. I don't know. I saw. The, I watched the the game last night, and I think Tannehill threw. Under a hundred yards, man. Yeah. yeah. Seven, seven, so that's a little worrisome. They relying too much on the on the running game, but true. That next game, is but he's game. still very talented, and he did catch a thousand yards. So the I think it's a well earned price. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, 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 better not. Because he's, he's throwing, he's throwing like, look, look yeah. in the game against in the game against the Chargers. It was Tannehill who was beating them, yeah. not Derrick Henry. Yeah. 
Yeah. Like so, it, it, good coaching by Vrabel. Um, um, but I, I think AJ Brown deserves it. Allen, Allen moved does. up. He he knew who he wanted. He got his guy. I mean, I could have had AJ Brown. Obviously, in hindsight, I mean, retrospect, I, I should have taken him at five or six. You know, Jake. If if in looking back, would you ta- would you have taken AJ Brown at two or would you have kept Nikhil Harry? Ah, that's 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 a tough choice. Um, I mean, I f- I feel like I should have I should have taken him, but at the same time, I don't think me taking AJ Brown at two would have changed my season. Uh, so just based off of that factor, I probably would have just stayed with Nikhil Harry, even though he you know injured himself and was out for majority of the season. But the thing is. As soon as he came back, he came back out pretty strong, and he showed glimpses of his talent. So I still believe in Nikhil Harry, and so I'm just you know looking forward to next season where he, hopefully he stays healthy, he works out, he works out and keeps himself off that injured list and plays a full season with the Patriots. I guess we'll just have to see if his quarterback, is it going to be Brady? Exactly. That's going to be the key. Hey, he's Brady Brady might, might, is it going to be Stidham? Are they going to yeah, reach for a quarterback we'll see, in the draft? Dude. We'll see. Dude, what, what, yeah. if Bel- what if Belichick is just like, you know what? No. And they no, take, and they take not, Jalen Hurts. It's not up to Belichick. Take, it's up to his wife. Because <laughs> <laughs> she, she, uh, she has stated in the past that she wished that this was his last season. Yeah. That, that's a big... Well, he's over true. 40 years old, man. Name that's a quarterback true. who's over 40 No, and whose wife would like to see, you know, their husband being hit like yeah. that. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I feel I feel like he has to because he's taken such a downswing. But, like, the, the guy that I know as Tom Brady feels like this is going to drive him to be better yeah, and come he's, back he's and gonna win come another back. Super Bowl next year. Yeah. Just because he's back. angry and he's pissed off. Like, yeah. he's like, that's not get, how I'm going like, to go out. Good linebackers to protect them. <laughs> you mean linemen? Linemen. Yeah. <laughs> well, hey, I don't know. Maybe, maybe he's talking about the fact that the Patriots are using a Landon Roberts, a linebacker, as a fullback. Maybe they're going to keep him in the block. I'll give I'll give Jesus the benefit of the doubt on that one. <laughs> ah, all right. Finally, our last award is unfortunately the Pooped His Big Boy Pants Award. And we talked about some nominees uh, right before we started the podcast. Uh, Jesus, oh, yeah. you mentioned Ruben Deloera. Having Julio Jones, Melvin Gordon, Zeke Elliott, Le'Veon Bell, having all them and still having a, a, a bad season. Um, we had other guys. Johnny, I think you were actually kind of in that conversation too. It's like uh, you were in the conversation for Coach of the Year. And both. Hey, yeah. who, whose name was that? Whose name? Red Raiders. Razor? Aha, uh-huh, Red Razor. Yeah, that's Ruben. Red Razor. Oh, that's Ruben. Yeah, okay. that's Ruben. So we've got him in the mix. Um, Jake, no offense, you were in the mix too. Uh, your team, your, your the season did not did not look good for you. Um, actually, it was nice to see. Like, I, I don't think Francisco or Arturo were ever in that conversation. They've been building, and their teams have been getting uh-huh. better. So they weren't. I, I would have not. I, I think that they had good oh, years. Yeah. I, hey, how how I in the mix? It's because my guys were injured. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I, I think I have a decent squad. Oh, decent. you do? No, you do. You right. do. The difference do. is that you didn't live up to expectations. Because they were injured in their first seven <laughs> games. Johnny, are you are you okay? You look no. salty, Johnny. I am. Salty. Don't worry, Johnny. I'm salty, too. <laughs> you gave Gio the first pick. I know. I'm mad at myself for that. <laughs> so, uh, our Big Boy Pants Award this year, despite these different people going uh, being nominated, 
after discussion, talked with a few owners, and looked back through the season. Bread Razors. The award, the Pooped His Big Boy Pants Awards actually goes to Chris <laughs> the Lens. Chris the Lens is going to have the second overall pick. Now, the reason for this, Jesus is going to be like, well, his team's not as good. But the thing is, Chris Velez's team, that team, four straight years had been a playoff team. This is true. Obviously, David Johnson had a bad season, fell off a cliff. He uh-huh. traded away uh, He traded away Adam Thielen. He traded away Joey Bosa. Some of his linebackers, he traded away Devin White. Uh, but that team, just, it was built for the playoffs. Yes. And, and it was like early on. Chris, I think, took one or two losses, and then he decided, hey, no, you know what? Punt on the year. Um, and and I just think he could have done so much more. I think he still could have been a playoff contender. If I was him, I would have tried to have traded away David Johnson early. Like, yeah. get get if, if you see that happening, trade him away. So I think the fact that he took a team that had been a nonstop playoff contender and wasn't able to uh, make it this year traded away two great talents, I think, in Joey Bosa and Devin White. I think mm-hmm. he shouldn't have traded away those players. And holding on to David Johnson, who I think he should have gotten rid of. I do want to thank Chris for giving me Devin White. Thank you so much. <laughs> hey, that was a great trade. You made that trade when Devin White was hurt. That's what you got to do. And did you see when he turned around, what, started averaging like 12, 13 points a game for yes. a linebacker? Like yes. with multiple touchdowns on Beautiful. defense? Beautiful. De- Devin White's a stud. So well done, Jake. Unfortunately, Chris, that means you have pooped your big boy pants. Uh, finally, speaking of pooping their big boy pants, uh, Johnny, do you want to tell us about how you pick, pooped your big boy pants? We're talking about the Pro Bowl. Oh! Stupid with Lamar Jackson. Stupid with Lamar Jackson. It really, honestly, the Pro Bowl just came down to, to two players, right? It came down to Christian McCaffrey and Lamar Jackson. What did it feel like to go up against those two guys, Johnny? <sighs> That's how I felt. It didn't. It didn't feel good. Not at all. It really didn't. It really didn't. You know, it didn't matter how hard it, you know you try to uh, how hard you believe. Uh, yeah, how you try to put in the right the right uh, uh, recipe in. You know, it didn't matter what happened. Even if Mark Andrews did get you know touchdowns left and right, and and if you had, it just didn't matter. You know, Lamar mm-hmm. Jackson just took the league by storm. And then also. You had Christian McCaffrey on the other side, you know, mm-hmm. and he is the reincarnation of of LT, Barry Sanders, and 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 D, all the Emma Smith, all the above right now in this league. So, you know, you got to give it up to Christian McCaffrey. Hundred receptions again, yeah, it's right? amazing. It's yep. amazing. Yep, yep. Oh, and, and then the AFC's coach is the greatest. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which, Jesus, what'd you get? So you two were voted in, Jesus. Um, so Jesus, that means double honor for you. You got you won the coach of the year, and you were voted in as the Pro Bowl coach for the AFC. Uh, Jonathan, you were the Pro Bowl coach for the NFC. What did you guys think of the Pro Bowl matchup? Did you guys like the voting? Did you guys like being able to to run these these teams? I, I just want some thoughts on it because it seems like maybe some people don't care as much, but other people like it. What do you think? Man, I care because I want it. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Jokes aside, I mean, I feel honored to be honest with you. I mean, the the. If, if we think about it, you called me like a year ago to take on this team and I was already in another league and I, I took a minute or two to think about it. You know, if I want I wanted to take on another team in a different league. But then as I saw your league, you know, how great it is and all this, 
ins and outs about it, I got hooked. And to to be, uh, uh, I mean, it's an honor to be named the the coach of the year and then the AFC coach. Uh, it's it's beautiful. I mean, things are going right for the Dragon Slayer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I liked it. I, I felt honored as well too, even though it was by default. But I mean, hey, and I appreciate even why, even why even say, any any other vote. I know that, that's how it was. They said that it was uh it was up to like a like a three way tie. Was it three way tie? It was a three way tie. It was a three way tie. It's yeah. not default. It's but a three way tie. It's a three way tie. But that's not default. That means default. that one entire division's worth of owners voted for you to be. And, and then that's we, what I was getting at. Yeah, commissioner council. And then, so then, of that ballot, then three people, three of the four, voted for you to be the one. I understand you didn't want to face the dragon. What? <laughs> <laughs> no, I appreciate it because I mean, uh, coming from, you know, basically barely any wins to to to, you know, trying my best to to field a good team and 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 just to see the recognition from everyone else. It, I trust me, it's 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 well appreciated. Um, and then going up against Jesus, it was fun because me and him would just talk trash, and, 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 and it was never personal, and that's what I liked about it. So it was, it was fun. It was a good time. Johnny's at home crying. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute, it wasn't personal. <laughs> good call, guys. So week one, if you guys didn't read the um, the recaps that I put out, week one, uh, the AFC was able to win that matchup. That one was that one was pretty close, um, not super close, but uh, the AFC scored two hundred ninety seven point two five points, and uh, Johnny's NFC team put up two hundred sixty five. So uh, a good showing by both teams. Honestly, if you guys had teams that were scoring like that every week, you'd be happy, right? Oh yeah, most definitely, yeah, right? Most definitely, plus points. That that's the cream of the crop scoring. Uh, but week two. Week two, the Dragon Slayer slowed down a little bit, went down uh-huh. to only 256 points. Unfortunately, Johnny also went down, dropping 50 off his score to only 215, which meant at the final of the two-week head-to-head matchup, it was 553 points for the AFC and only 480 points for the NFC. So a 70-point swing only the AFC. Oh my shit. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So a 70-point swing, that's an average of 35 points per week. Uh, Jesus essentially did in the Pro Bowl what he did all year long. When it when it came time to put up or shut up, he put up and he put up in a big way. This is true. So uh, everybody in the AFC, you guys will get extra fab dollars starting uh, for the 2019 season. $10 um, for everyone, 100 for the coach. I don't believe it's a hundred. <laughs> I don't remember that. <laughs> but the, you were like, but who are you going to pick up? And it's for sixteen deep, man. It's the hardest to try to. It it really is. Alan does a great a hundred, job. Hundred down. <laughs> yeah, right. Alan does a great job getting these free agents, man. Because it's so hard to you know pick out who's going to be you know that star that we yeah, yeah. star going forward because exactly. sixteen deep. <laughs> Speaking of which, speaking of, of, of the star looking forward, um, the last question, I didn't really want it to be specifically about a team, but it can be. I didn't want it to be specifically about a player, but it can be. Nor did I want it to be specifically about an owner, but it can be. I kind of had all those things in mind. I want to ask you guys, uh, when you're looking ahead to 2020, uh, whether it's a rookie, a team, an owner, a player, who are you excited for or who are you scared for? What What's like the one thing that, that that's like polarizing to you? Jesus, what do you think? I'm excited for Francisco Hill. 
Oh man, Lamar Jackson owner. Because DJ he has owner. he has plenty. I, I believe he has two at least two uh, first round picks, mm-hmm. and then like six other, you know, picks. He does for sure have two first round picks. He has pick seven overall and pick fourteen overall, and he also has two second round picks. Uh, I mean, thirds and fourths are are, are are important, and that's how you like you build your defense and stuff like that. But he also has the seventh overall in the second and the ninth overall in the second. So, so if we, it's a pretty if, good draft if, capital. If, I mean, if the the only problem he has is you're in his division. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. But but at the same time, he he was able to pull out five wins. So with those two first round picks, I think he's he can he can push that up to like seven or eight or maybe oh, yeah. more maybe nine. Uh, if if he if those picks work for him, of course. Yes, yeah. of course. It all comes out to like the rookies planning out and. Uh huh. Well, look at your rookie. case. You could exactly you got AJ Brown and and I could have. You got Nikhil Harry, which was actually rated better than AJ Brown at the time coming out of Arizona State, yeah. but but you he know, didn't he didn't pan out. He didn't he pan didn't, out. He, he got hurt, out. and yeah. AJ Brown took the event took took so, uh, the opportunity. So if he does that well, and and those rookies work for him. And then on top of that, he does trades. And on top of that, he picks up waiver wires every week. Then then that is going to be a game changer for him. And, and he could be scary next year. That's like stuff going on during meeting. Right? I know. Right? <laughs> I don't know what that was. Hey, I'm glad I wasn't at fault. <laughs> it sounded like a baby toy. I was like, what is happening? Sorry, that was my fault, guys. Oh. <laughs> um. So that's cool. You're, you're excited for Francisco. I think it, it's it's great to see. I'm not excited for him. I'm scared. <laughs> I'm He's scared. scared of him. He's scared. He's scared. You're talking to me. I'm the guy that's in his division. The Dragon Slayer is scared, shaking in the boots? I didn't think the Dragon Slayer was scared of anybody. At a possible future dragon. Oh, no. <laughs> no, I'm more excited for it, to be he's, honest with you. He's looking at his next target. That's easy. Right? Well, yeah. I'm more excited for honestly, and, I'm, and I said this, and I, I'll keep on saying it until I get proven wrong, but Jesus, I'm excited for you and what you can do to the league. Oh, no, seriously. Next year, really, look at your roster, bro. Do you think he can do better than 10-3? and 3? I think he could do better. <sighs> Kyler Murray's second year. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. uh, there the sky's the limit. Great with this trade, kid. by the way, Jesus. Great trade. And then you have I Derek- love you, Arturo. <laughs> you have Derek Henry. Hopefully, yeah. he can repeat to where he he he's at. I mean, being a bruiser doing like what he he's is, doing. Yeah. I mean, he's gonna he's gonna slow down pretty soon mm-hmm. if he doesn't if he isn't already. Uh, then, man, you have DK Metcalf, which is my he's a he he was monster. my favorite coming out. One of my favorites coming out besides Nikhil Harry um, coming out as a receiver this year. But then, you, uh, then the other year, dude, you had you have Sutton, Cortland Sutton. Yes. Do not fall asleep. I hope they continue to develop him. Yes. But but uh, Drew Locke, I dude. am excited. I'm not. I don't know about. I'm excited for his potential. I I got excited for him. You know the I last couple excited. games he played, but I mean Cortland Sutton, dude, yeah. he's a beast. Yeah. So what's your yeah. roster? What and then you could build on it too, uh, especially since you um, have uh, um, OJ Howard. You know, <laughs> I feel like you keep bringing him up on purpose. Johnny. I am, I am, because it worked out for me. You know, I didn't make the playoffs, but it worked out for me better. Me up, you pumped me up for a joke. <laughs> no, but in all serious though, I am really excited to see how far you go next year. Hopefully, you don't take a dip like we've seen before with John Carlos' team. 
John mm-hmm. Carlos team last year got hot and made it all the way through the playoffs. So yes. And then mm-hmm. but see what he did this year. So uh, we'll see. We'll see. But I'm really excited with your team and the potential that you guys have. Nice. What about you, Jake? Yeah, there's for sure potential with Jesus' team. Uh, that's pretty exciting. The one thing that I- I'm afraid of is uh, I'm afraid of my team for this season just because you gave the first pick to Gio. Exactly. Basically, <laughs> I, I I don't have I have barely any picks for this for this uh, rookie draft, and I'm afraid, and I'm I'm pretty sure that my season is gonna have a repeat of a losing season. I'm okay with that. You're in the same league, <laughs> but, the same yeah, division. I'm good. I know you're fine with it, <laughs> but I'm not fine with it. Uh, but that's the one thing I'm afraid of is not getting the people that I've been excited for this next rookie season that I've been reading up on, listening to about getting news about and just wanting the guys that I've been wanting. Um, but, uh, but on, on the, on the other side of that, I'm excited to see how they perform. Yeah. Cause I've been hearing about these guys throughout college and stuff. Yeah. And I know that this 2020 class is such a stud filled class. And I'm just excited how all of these players go into all these different situations and schemes and stuff and how it because it's gonna definitely i feel like gonna change the the league in in uh the nfl league and stuff i feel like it's gonna boom it yeah it's gonna change the nfl by extension our league as well yeah listen i'm looking at your roster Mm -hmm. you're young Mm -hmm. like super young yeah very Mm -hmm. scary terry super young i love terry Nikhil harry he's you know they're gonna give him at least seven to eight looks yeah you know yeah yeah and then you got Breda. I mean, you never you know Noah, with that. Noah Font. Noah Font. And they continue to use Noah Drake. Noah Font did wake him. up. Yeah, Noah Font did, did wake up. Drake, though, is a hit or miss because I had him one year when he was with Miami. And but, he was... But he's but not with Miami with the, anymore. But with True. The, that's like, the point. That's Adam the point. Gase but with the Cardinals, maybe the worst he's working with yeah. it. Really? He's working with that Cardinals uh, yeah. scheme. And Cameron Brate is taking away all my looks. Jameis Winston loves Cameron Brate. I don't know why, but he just he loves him. He just loves him. But they like it like that's probably why. But like that's probably what it is. You got youth on your side. I do, which is going to help. I just wish. I just wish. You didn't give Gio half your picks. I know. So so you could like develop more and more and more. I wish that too, but. You know, it happens. It happens. It happens. The A B consequences. It's, it, it happens when you when you when you bank on a on a real stud that's been a stud, number one wide receiver for many years, and you try to bank on him for one more year. That, that's the good out. thing yeah. about the dynasty. You live and learn. Exactly. You know, right. You're maturing. Yeah. So next so time it just you takes don't give time. all the picks to Gio. Again. <laughs> but who would have next seen... time keep the picks right? and let Gio yeah. hang out to dry? Like, like, like take a moment to think and stop and think. <laughs> what would I do with those picks exactly. this year? Yes, yeah. With the team that I have now. That's true. Without yeah, AB. True. But who would yeah. who, who would have thought about Scary Terry? Honestly, honestly, coming not out. Me. I, I would have thought he would have been this good already with the okay, quarterback so that, with, 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 with 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 the quarterback cycle from being quick. from from uh, who was his uh, first quarterback I tried to sell off before we keep going on this uh, Johnny how about this how about we do we've been talking about Case doing Keenum. it why don't we why don't we go ahead and do it we've been we've been talking about hindsight and stuff like that who'd you tank AJ Brown to kill Harry I thought for our last segment why don't we go ahead and let's do a redraft mock draft let's ah. pretend we're in 2019 it's back it's Memorial Day we're at Jake's house and we're on the clock. You're talking about Scary Terry. Let's talk about him when, when he gets picked. Why don't we do this? 
Jake, you'll take the first overall pick. Jesus, you take second. Johnny, you take third. I'll take fourth, and we'll go, and we'll just, we'll continuously go like that. So then after I take fourth, then Jake, you go again, and then Jesus again, then Johnny again, then myself again. And as we pick our players, but is let's this, talk about is this, is this based only on just the, the season that just ended? Or well, took into the future. This is, let's okay. pretend we're... Like right now, right now, we can travel back in time with and the knowledge that we have now. Okay. Who are you drafting with those picks? All right. All right. So, Jake, you're on the clock. First overall, who are you taking and why? Oh, um, I feel like I gotta go with uh, uh, Josh Jacobs first overall. It worked out for Arturo mm-hmm. from the, from the first beginning of the season. Josh Jacobs came out swinging guns a blazing, and he's been getting solid points. From from the beginning of the season, so I feel like I have to go with with Josh Jacobs for the first for first overall pick. I, I feel like it's the one player that there's no doubt about, right? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. he he went where he deserved to go. I, I feel like everybody else from from two to sixteen moves around. <laughs> yeah, but Josh Jacobs stays at one. Um, he what fifteen points a game, especially with the production. That's the thing. And, and Gruden really looked like he trusted him. Like they, yeah. when when their offense was doing well, it was when Jake Jones was healthy, and they were running the offense through him. And then do some play action to Darren Waller or something like that. I like it. I think I think that's an easy. It's a that's a pretty decent pick. So um, Jake, in real life, you had the second overall pick, yes. and you went with Nikhil Harry. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you a question: If you had had the first overall pick, would you have taken Josh Jacobs or Nikhil Harry? With the hindsight, or for no back then. Back then, yeah. Back then, I I I I would have picked uh, Nikhil Harry. Wow. Okay. In hindsight, in hindsight, I would have stayed with Josh Jacobs. Okay, so that gives us a nice, nice little input into our thinking how things change. Jesus, you're at second overall now. Who are you taking? Hmm. Let me remind you that you are on the clock. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, DK. That's my guy, baby. That was my pick, man. I was <laughs> like, dude, so, I love DK, man. So you're going you're gonna to take DK over his Ole Miss teammate who we it just said was rookie matter. of the year? AJ Brown, who cares? He Tannehill threw for like 54 yards. This <laughs> but it wasn't that later in the, dude, in DK, the season? Because they, they didn't change out Mariota until later in the like season, right? Like week seven, I believe. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I mean, DK is the reincarnation of Terrell Owens and it's his DK, body type and his DK, speed. I believe, and I I do believe in DK. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie, but I'm just <laughs> I'm just going on the team. What you guys see in him, dude? He's, he's a big body man. He's a big and body. He's in a good quarterback. Now. Look, look at the arm strength, Russell Wilson. Yeah. Look at the arm strength of Russell, yeah, Russell Wilson, Wilson compared to Tannehill's. I mean, look, come on. Okay, only, he just has what, a better situation. Do. The only thing that DK needs to work on, only thing is protecting catching the ball. ball, protecting the ball, and and catching. Oh uh, <laughs> yes, but be a more <laughs> possession receiver. Because the yeah. times I saw a Seahawks play, they used it more so in the red zone, and they used it more so on deep. I deep. like that. He, he runs four <laughs> yeah. routes. Yeah, he doesn't run. He has, he, his route tree is really limited. He runs a nine. Uh-huh. He runs a slant. Okay, yep. it <laughs> was his rookie year for 900 <laughs> yards and like seven to eight touchdowns. But Come on, remember, guys. You know what I said, though? In the beginning of the year was that even Terrell Owens in the beginning, in his, beginning of his uh, his career didn't do so well. He had, Jer- yeah. He had Jerry Rice yeah, yeah, yeah. in front of him. So we'll mm-hmm. see. That's wow. No, that's awesome because like literally, I thought it was gonna be no contest 
after looking at the season, I thought absolutely no. AJ Brown would go number two. <laughs> no, but that—that's what makes it so good because all of us have different opinions, and we want to mm-hmm. build our teams different ways, and we mm-hmm. see the future differently. I think that's one of the best parts of the league. And Man, I'm a D- ten and three this season. DK, that's true. <laughs> it's all, that's true. I, I am sorry. I'm sorry. I I I'm sorry. Yes to you, Dragon Slayer. Please. I'm sorry. I have don't spoken. Hurt. Please don't hurt me. All right, Johnny. That puts you up on the board at third overall. Who are you taking? Uh, that's, I mean, it's we just talked about him, AJ Brown. AJ Brown is it, right? he? Yeah, he was amazing for what he had in front of him, and you know, for having Corey Davis in front of you. But then Corey Davis didn't really have much of a year either. So uh, AJ Brown had to be. Mm-hmm. Wow, great season by AJ Brown. We've talked about him a lot. This puts me at four. So in real in the in the real draft, I picked that uh, I picked that three, right? And I took David Montgomery. I really believed in in the Chicago Bears offense which was a dumpster fire all season long. Mm, yes, Daggy couldn't, couldn't get his playbook out of his butt. Yep. The, O-line, nah. the O-line was exactly. getting defeated. Why am I agreeing with you? <laughs> <laughs> this is a strange feeling. This is strange. So I took David Montgomery. I'm, I am I still believe in him. I am not going to take him this high here. In, the, in our draft, I also had the fifth and sixth overall picks. At six, I took Debo Samuel. I'm going to go ahead and jump that all the way up to four. Here at fourth overall, I loved what I saw yes. out of my bully boy Debo, wow. especially down the stretch, yes, the yes. Shanahan offense. He's very and, true. And I think he's he's my type of player. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go ahead here at fourth overall. I'm going to go ahead and take Excuse Debo me. again. <laughs> so that puts you, Jake, back on the clock. Jacobs is off the board. DK Metcalf, AJ Brown, and Debo Samuel. I think I'm going to go with... My boy, Scary Terry. Ooh. Scary Terry. At five. <clears throat> Even though towards the end of the season, they did that quarterback change to Dwayne Haskins. Although Dwayne Haskins did help him, I think, the second or third week when he was in there. Um, but obviously, Dwayne Haskins has just not been fulfilling uh, what he's supposed to be doing. When your or college, what they when your college you know? coach said that he's not ready for the NFL yet. There's a reason. There's a reason behind it. So, so, but yeah, I'll uh, I'll be I'll take uh, Scary Terry at that. I'm actually I'm actually really happy. I know we haven't really talked about it, but um, the Redskins organization has just been so bad for so long. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I don't think Dan Snyder's a good owner. I thought Bruce Allen was a terrible GM. Uh, Bringing Ron Rivera in, I actually and and if the rumors are true that he's going to have a say in who's going to be brought in as the GM. I think that brings some stability, and, and Ron Rivera is, is traditionally a player's coach, you know. So if they can if they can bring some stability to that locker room, I know the Haskins hasn't looked good, but their their defense is still strong. And if they can kind of iron out some of the some of the back end issues, some of the stuff that's happening behind the scenes, I think on the field they can still be good. And I think they're going to be a middle middle of the road team, which is kind of great for Terry because that means. That his team is still going to be competitive, so they're still going to be trying to win, but they're usually going to be losing, which means you throw the ball. Yeah, exactly. and and they, and there's your and there's your guy. It, I cut you off earlier, Johnny. You had some stuff to say about Terry McLaurin. No, he's just he was just he's amazing. He's amazing for what I mean. Like I said, you had J- uh, Case Keenum is what Jakey brought Case up, uh, and then you have Dwayne Haskins, which I'm still not a believer in because, like I said, your college coach says you're not ready for the NFL mm-hmm. just yet. And he's sure actually a something. pretty darn good coach in Urban Meyer. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, develop him, keep him, keep him as 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 a number two for a couple of years. Develop him, 
but they threw him in because uh, they had the to. Owner. Yeah, I mean, I mean, what, what else? But then your owner is over here telling you you got to bring him in too. From what I from what I heard, you know, even though they didn't want to because they felt like he wasn't ready. Yeah, but, and Jay didn't want him drafted even. Exactly. Yeah. So it's just it's you know it's it's amazing from what he did and and uh, he's going to be a pretty good, pretty good receiver. Well, good pick, good pick, Jake. Uh, I think we're consistently seeing some underrated Ohio State receivers. Uh, look at look at Michael Thomas. Look at Scary Terry. I actually think. I mean, I'm not going to take him this high, but but I still think keep your eyes out on Kelvin Harmon. Like when he got the looks, man, that boy still has hands. I, it's really hard to to get picked in the sixth round and make it in the NFL. But uh, I I think Kelvin and Harmon and Terry McLaurin could be could be some some good wide receivers there for a while to go. So, Jake, you took Terry McLaurin. Jesus, that puts you back up on the clock at 6th overall. Okay, so because I need a running back. There's there's one gonna pick, here, really. I'm going to pick Miles Sanders. Yeah. Yes, yes. Miles, well Sanders. Miles Sanders. Right? Yeah. Who would have thought, yeah. dude? You know, but it he... seems like he's taking over he's the, the amount of carries and, you know, moving that offense forward. Yeah. yeah. Not not I don't think he's great. But he definitely showed showed me that he can learn. Because in the beginning of the season when he was playing, I saw the same thing I saw in college. And I was like, I knew I was right. Look, he's bad. But end of season, he's been a different running back. He's been a different running back. He's being mm. patient. He's waiting. I don't know, like, give me shades of Le'Veon Bell. Like, he's waiting and then cutting instead of just sprinting and cutting oh, like he yeah. would in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I don't know. I think his vision has improved. And, and, and in that Eagles offense, I think he would be good. How do you, uh, do you, like right now, Jesus? Would you try and trade for Miles Sanders? Yes, I have. Who's that guy Who from the you? New Orleans Saints? Murray something? <laughs> Latavius Murray? <laughs> exactly, exactly. It doesn't even matter. You don't even remember. You him. know what? The, <laughs> the thing with with Murray is that he's supposed to be like in a team that's gonna use him more. <laughs> Come on, he he can pound it. You know, five six yards every carry. But anyway, mm, but anyway, <laughs> who has him? I want him. That's a, it's I a think million. it's a million. <laughs> so, but good Emilio, job. You, do you have a pulse? <laughs> None. No. Good job there. Good pick, Miles Sanders. I think that's that that that's another one that's pretty pretty like he kind of has to go there. Mm-hmm. Johnny, this is where it starts getting interesting because all of a sudden there seems to be a little drop off here. Like these are all guys who we saw perform during the season. I don't know so much about DK Metcalf. But <laughs> wow. um, well, no, I'm, I'm, I'm just being a punk. I'm just being a punk. So I definitely do feel Agreed. like there's a, there's a definite teardrop here because the, from here on out, there are players that that we saw glimpses of. We didn't see like a full no, season worth of production. I agree. Who are you taking here at seven? And you bring up that point about glimpses, and this is perfect player because I have him. Oh, and, and you, I saw glimpses. But man, he needs to work on more. So his route tree is just the nine. Is is uh um? Wait, wait, you can change your mind. Oh my God, I can remember his name for some reason. Hollywood Brown. Yes, thank Marquise. you, Hollywood Brown. Yeah. I like Marquise Brown. Brown. I agree. Marquise Brown. He had one route, which is deep, and it worked. But he showed glimpses of, of being a, a a fantastic possession receiver, but. They weren't using their possession receiver. How many times is Lamar Jackson passing a game? Exactly. And then the, the possession receiver went to Mark, Mark Andrews. Andrews. Exactly. Hayden Hurst? Yeah. It went it went, it went to them. Even if Hayden Hurst, I have him, and it fairly went to him too. They're, but they so, run their offense through the tight ends. Exactly. It was It's a tight end run offense, and, and he has 
so much potential, so much potential in being a really good receiver in a different offense. But mm-hmm. I still would take him right here as because of what Gio said, the it's a little bit of a drop off to where, you know, it's 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 him. He's gotta go with the talent. Exactly. I mean, man, you have Hawkinson too, who I could probably easily pick, but mm-hmm. then he, but him he didn't even do so hot towards it. It's like you saw glimpses, like Gio said. So Marquise Brown would be my pick. That's a, that's a good pick right there. I, you know, it's funny. You think that Marquise Brown would be good in a different system. I actually think that Baltimore might be the best system for him because, like, I, 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 I'm really proud of what Greg Roman has done. I, I think he did really well. I hope he doesn't go to the Browns. Please so, tell me he doesn't go to the Browns. But, like, Marquise played his role. He played that role. Nobody the wants to go guy. to the Browns. <laughs> Yeah, that, I don't know. If they get a new GM, maybe. Uh, like, because John Dorsey's out. But thankfully, Freddie Kitchens is out, too. Poor Kitchens. Dude, poor he's kid. garbage. He's a bad coach. I know, but I, poor, poor guy. This guy. He's so, as, as far as Marquise Brown, I, I think that he has that nice role. Like, he has to be that over-the-top, make the safeties make the safeties stay honest so that they can't be down in the box spying Lamar or something like that. So, you don't have that thing. And, and I think next season we see teams start trying to key in on the run game because they're going to have a full season of tape of Lamar and his tendencies, mm-hmm. and they're going to say, hey, uh, maybe not necessarily what the what the Chargers did, if we remember like two years ago in the playoffs, because I think the offense was different this year, but really teams committing to have like a, a safety or uh, or like a, a nickel corner just committed to, to like spying Lamar or like tracking him so that he can't just run against them. But you know what that means? That means one extra guy is not in coverage. Mm-hmm. And that means, like, if Marquise has one-on-one coverage, just throw it up. He he has a chance to beat this guy. I don't know. I think I think okay, he's in a good spot. That they, they start throwing into Mark Andrews. That's the thing. Mark Andrews is his, his favorite target so mm-hmm. far. So and at least this season. So we'll see. You know, we saw how bad the Rams did this year when the the teams finally caught up to what they were doing. You know, Rams offense wasn't moving, especially because Todd Gurley Todd wasn't the same. That's yeah. True. You know, so Very his true. arthritis really That's, messed that, up. That really kicked in. Mm-hmm. All right, that puts me at eight overall. Uh, so I get to make this pick again. And and I am torn here because there's just, there's people who I saw glimpses of. There's people who I like, but I feel like it's still too high to take them. There's other people that I don't like at all. So I, I'm just gonna I'm gonna go I'm I'm gonna jump on the Bills Mafia train. I've been talking about we talked about bad organizations in, in Cleveland and maybe in Washington. I think that on the other side of that coin is is Buffalo, where I think they have shown how you can turn your franchise around. You you start bringing in the right coaches, the right players, um, the right like culture to your team, and I like what they're doing. So I'm going to go ahead and take Devin Singletary here. Now, remember, Devin Singletary went at the top of the second round. Mm-hmm. So this is a full round jump for Devin Singletary. But Motor Singletary, I thought he might be too small. He might be too small, and maybe he couldn't do it in the NFL, but he's proved me wrong. Motor Singletary's my pick here at 108, running back for the Buffalo Bills. That's, that's, that's actually not a bad pick. Watching him yesterday against... Um... Would they play yesterday? I can't believe I forget. Uh, I was watching the Texans. game. Thank you, Texans. He looks good. His his third and second read from a zone from a zone running scheme that they were writing yesterday 
was amazing. I mean, that he, wiggle. Yes, that's what I mean. Like his third second, yep. he wiggles out and he sees that second read where where you see you see that it was it was good. He he looks like he has the potential to be in every down back. Yeah, let's just see what he does in offseason. Man, no, no, that was good. Like I, I love that because and it's funny that's what he did in college, but I didn't think that would translate. I thought once he played like against NFL athletes that he he wouldn't be able to set up the linebacker or set up the set up the second move on the safety coming down, but he pulled it off. So I'm I'm gonna go ahead and take Devin Singletary there and get the running back that I hoped I had gotten uh, when I took David Montgomery third overall. <laughs> Jake, that puts you back up on the clock at number nine. Let's mm. keep this mock draft rolling. Guess at number nine. It's hard right now because now we're just like, well, do we just take our guys at this point? I know. this. Yeah, this is this is just the situation of just taking the guy that you like the most, I guess. I guess I just go with uh, my boy... Noah Fant, because I feel like I know, I believe no, believe in Noah Fant more than I do with T.J. Hawkinson. Even though I, I, I'm being told by Gio countless times that <laughs> T.J. Hawkinson is ten times a better player than Noah Fant, but I just, I feel like Noah Fant, fantasy wise, is just is better. Given I think the, that's what it is. Given it's the a good call. Given the fact that I mean, T.J. Hawkinson, yes, he's built like a. A, a big tight end. He's he's that tight end figure, but on that Lions team, they're just using him mainly for for blocking. He's not really going out for passes all that much, and so and and that's what he's normally good at. He's good at even though he's 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 had he has hands and he's he's shown that in college where he 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 can run, he can actually catch and receive, but on that team. Their, their line has just been so bad that they just need as much protection as possible, which I thank them for doing that because then that made uh, Danny Amendola shine a little bit more because they had passed it to Danny Amendola and I have him on my team. So Danny Amendola, you know, got, got some pretty good significant points. But with Noah Fant, he, he may not be built as that, like, blocking tight end, but he's for sure that receiving tight end. He's 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 got he's got that pretty good speed and he's also has that that vertical and his his height. He just he can go up and and uh, catch you know fifty fifty balls up in the air one on one. Hey, if, down the, down the stretch. I think if if Drew Locke really is the gunslinger that we saw towards the end of the season, I, I, it's not a bad pick. What interests me, Jake, is that uh, right now we even asked you a few minutes ago if in retrospect. You like if you would have taken Nikhil Harry first overall, and you said yes. And at this point, Nikhil Harry's still on the board, and you are going with Noah Fant just because you saw more out of him during the regular season than Nikhil Harry. Yeah, that, and yeah, I mean, with the hindsight, obviously, because with hindsight, if I were to pick Nikhil Harry over Noah Fant, then I am saying to myself, I'm looking for the future because Nikhil Harry, like we saw is out for uh basically half of the season yeah and so i'm not baking on Nikhil harry giving me anything for the first half of the season with noah fan i have a chance to get something out of him that first half of the season which will help me put me in a better situation than what happened in the season and i like that pick too because i made the same mistake i took uh hayden hurst because they projected him to be a better tight end all-around tight end mm-hmm. than Mark Andrews. Mm-hmm. And that's the reason why I chose Hayden Hurst because I thought he'd be a better on-the-field, every-single-play type of tight end 
kind of like a Gronk. Hayden plays plays almost every down. Yes, but he blocks. That's I thought he was going to be like a Gronk type. Yeah. You know, a hybrid where he mm-hmm. blocks really good and he receives really good because Hayden Hurst doesn't have decent hands. But Mark Andrews is the receiver type. Yeah, he's, uh, the receiver he's the Antonio team. Gates, I guess you could say, or 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 or, he's even, uh, he's, or Kelsey. Yeah, he, he, you know, Kelsey, it's yeah. funny. He's even a little bit less. Like he, I, I feel like he's like a hybrid <laughs> in, in like somewhere in between, like closer to a marking. Uh, I'm pardon me, Mark Ingram and Evan Ingram. Yeah, that, that, good point. And, and like no offense, where these guys they're 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 huge and they're big and they're tight ends, but they're essentially receivers. Yeah, they're just they're just really big receivers. So nice pick right there, Jake Jesus. That puts you on the clock at ten. Give me the kill, Harry. All right, oh, there it goes. He does. He doesn't fall very far past that. But he, this is this is a this is a major drop from second overall down all the way to tenth. Um, how are you feeling about the kill, Harry? Here, Jesus. Well, the thing is, I already have DK. <laughs> <laughs> so now give me. <laughs> See, I need receivers. So so it, it it all depends on what your needs are, right, in mm-hmm. your team. And and I need receivers. So so he he would fill the last. Uh, slot that I have for receivers. I already have Diggs, Sutton, DK. Give me Harry, baby. Okay, there you go. Set yourself up for the future, and you know what's coming. Johnny, that puts you up at 11. A tough one, but you know what? I'm going to have to go with Kyler Murray. Whoa. At this point, he's showing... Taken. He he has shown signs of being a Lamar Jackson type of command. He could break those runs. I didn't think... He had that much speed, uh, especially in the, uh, you know facing NFL defenders where everyone's just as fast as him. Mm-hmm. But he has some pretty good breakaway speed. He just needs to settle down in the pocket a little more, find his guys. It's not, I don't know is Fitzgerald coming back for another year now. I, I have no idea, yeah, but supposedly if, no. if he comes back, but then you also have uh, uh, Christian Kirk, hopefully Drake, because he's better there in Arizona, uh, and. Uh, you know, David Johnson goes back to David Johnson form, which I don't think so. I hope they they draft another running back to kind of or just roll know. with Drake, or just roll with Drake, exactly. Roll with Drake and yeah. Chase Edmonds. Like. We'll see, we'll see. But I have to go with Kyler Murray. And in today's NFL, you know, you know, you're not supposed to be a pocket passer no more. You have to have agility. You got to be able to move. Yeah, you got to yeah, get out. So and and, it, and that that is right now the the sexy pick of every NFL draft. So. It's funny, like, every season we say, well, that's way too high for a quarterback. We don't play in super flex, you know, why are you taking quarterback? And yet the last two seasons in a row, outside of Christian McCaffrey's amazing, unstoppable, I swear he does steroid seasons, <laughs> um, our, our fantasy players that have made or break, have, have like, changed the, the, the season, have been quarterbacks. Lamar Jackson this year, the year before that was Patrick Mahomes, you know? And, and then the year before that, Deshaun Watson had a yes. great season, you know? So, mm-hmm. like, as a rookie, so, like, I, 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 it doesn't fit what I would do, but I cannot have, find fault in you taking Kyler Murray there. I think that's a good pick. That puts me at a, at uh, at twelve, and and this is hard for me um, because David Montgomery is here available, and I think part of me has to still hope that they that they can get their their offense together. Uh, I don't think Trubisky is the answer. But I think that if they fix their O line and fix their play calling, he can at least be something good. He's a he's the number one, clear number one running back, uh, on a team that I, I mean, even if he's no good, he's he's in there as a flex. So I'm gonna have to go with David Montgomery here. This is less out of desire, but just more because he's a starting running back, and, and those always have value. At, at worst, I can trade him away, um, but I'm gonna hope. 
after seeing this season, I'm going to hope that we get more like the two or three weeks where they gave him like 20 carries and he got like 100-something yards and a touchdown where they committed to it, you know, and, and where teams weren't just able to destroy them at the O-line. So I'm going to I'm gonna go ahead and take uh, David Montgomery here. Any thoughts? But see, the thing, that that, that, that right there is, is, is a gamble. Uh, you hope. You hope that they... Gotta hope, right? You hope mm-hmm. that the Chicago Bears... Get draft better. offensive line like the Indianapolis Colts and have beasts of an offensive line within two years. You hope that Mitchell Trubisky, you know, becomes that quarterback that I don't, projected I don't him see after it. last year. I don't see it. You you hope and then you hope that their receivers. It it, it it just all depends on the offensive line. There's only been a handful of running backs O-line as coach. as special enough as special enough to still produce and have yeah. a crappy offensive line. The last one, I mean, I'm not trying to be a homer, I'm really not. The last one I've seen is LT when he had a crapping line at the beginning of of, of his of his years in San Diego. Or even also, you think Saquon Barkley right now. He doesn't have a great offensive line, but yeah, he's still doing his thing. Mm-hmm. I think, I think know, Shady so. maybe two or three years ago in Buffalo. Yeah. He was still producing. With a, but like, those are those are really talented players. Exactly. You have to be like, special. I don't think David, yeah. John, David Montgomery is that special, but hey. Give him an off season, see if he can work it he's out. A starter, so he's, he's a, going off of that. Yeah, yeah just I'm literally just taking him, a starting a starting running back yeah. because in the middle of the year might might have value. But if that's the case. I, I don't, let's take Justin Jackson because I don't, I don't feel great about it. No, that's, because that's who else? Who feel, else is left from yeah, all we've picked so far? Exactly. Yeah. Well, this so, draft wasn't a great running back draft to begin with, anyway. So <laughs> good thing twenty twenty is coming. Yeah, right. Jake, you're on the you're on the clock right now. David Montgomery's off the board. You're at thirteen overall. 13 overall. I think I'm going to go with... I think I'm going to change it up and go with Devin Bush. Going with oh, You're going to go linebacker. and take the linebacker this high in the first round over Ooh. Nick Bosa. Yeah. Over Ooh. Nick Bosa. Just take, take it down because you know you're getting a... What, what you're thinking here? You're, just, you're oh, like, you know what? All of these guys Taking are like... Because, he's a beast. Well, obviously there's, cre- there's, there's, there's three clear... Um, Three clear defensive guys that are that are on the draft, which is Devin Bush, Devin White, and Nick Bosa. So if I were, if, if my thinking is, take Devin Bush high because in in the actual draft, Devin Bush did come out fr- pretty high. From I think it was who was it John Wiley? Yeah, John no, Wiley. No, well, de- yeah, John, John took Devin Bush and the well Austin took Devin White first and then John took Devin Bush. Yeah, so. so they started coming out high, so just based on, and then also the hindsight with everybody else, I don't see any other any, any other talent that was in that's in the roster that matches these guys' level of of skill. And I think I think Devin Bush has been performing a lot more consistently than Nick Bosa has, and a lot of people are saying that. Even though I do believe in Nick Bosa's talent, um, um, I don't really necessarily believe in the defensive coaches coaching. Really, Robert Sala? I like, mm. Even though I I've seen, even I though throughout the season the the defense has been somewhat carrying the carrying the uh, 49ers throughout this whole season, but I just feel like that it's it's it was starting to slow down at one point. Because Nick Bosa started not producing as well as I was hoping he was. That's crazy. That that means that would be the highest a defensive player has ever been taken in any of our drafts. 
And, and it's interesting because I don't, I don't know, like what, like in my mind, are you just saying that hey, these offensive players, they're all question marks, like they might be good and they might not. I'm gonna take a guy who, even though he's like his ceiling isn't the same type of ceiling as some of these offensive players. He's a, he's a linebacker that his floor is good enough that you're like I'm just gonna take the for sure guy who I know is decent here. Because yeah, because all the other offensive players that I see that are left on the board is just basically taking a risk on yeah you risk on the on the high ceiling, but throughout the season I've never seen any of these players maybe one or two weeks a couple weeks here and there they reach that high ceiling but then you risk or having to put them on the bench because they're not they're not going to be scoring certain games some certain games are not going to be in their favor they're not on the upside of it and so i'd rather take the the stability of devin bush giving me those solid eight ten points each game okay cool well i'm I'm gonna have to disagree i'm sorry let me step in because i was having the same exact discussion with francisco hill the other day Mm -hmm. because he told me he he likes defensive players and i told him i don't because I love him. <laughs> Why? I love him to get him from the waiver wire. <laughs> Why? Why? Because it has to do with matchups. Because it has to do the with... O-R, right? with Because it has to do... Uh-huh, the, o, the IR, the who's starting, who's getting you know the flu or whatever. And, and defensive players, in, in my opinion, in, and this is just my opinion, the, the way that I see and visualize the game, um, um, they look very good on TV, right? Mm-hmm. They, may, they, they, really maybe drive, <laughs> they maybe drive the win, mm-hmm. but that doesn't translate into fantasy points mm-hmm. in, in, in most cases. Okay. Uh, so, so that's why I would have to disagree. I respect your decision. He's a great defensive player, and he's going to give you wins. Don't, don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. right? But as, as as far as skipping these guys that are left on the list, that's where I disagree. Who are you taking, Jesus, right here? Because you're on the clock. Me? I would have to take uh, the one that you just got right now, TJ. Oh, you're going to take... Okay, so you're going to take TJ Hawkinson. TJ Hawkinson. You still believe? Like me? I still believe because I saw the first games with Matthew Stafford. And, he, I mean, I show a lot of glimpses where, where he's going to dump it to him. And and I know I know he's getting back to the game. So, I mean, next year he, he's gonna have a better year. It's funny, sure. like so. TJ, I mean, uh, Matthew Stafford has never like remember remember Detroit did the same thing a few years ago. They they, they took the high round pick for for Ebron. I don't know. Part of me hopes that they actually get a different quarterback. But I I mean I I really believe in Hawkinson. I think they tight ends take like two three years to develop. And I think by that time, hopefully, it'll be towards the end of Stafford's career. And maybe his arm's not, not the gunslinger it still is right now. Maybe he's not just throwing it up to, to Galladay in all day, you know, and maybe he goes low. But I, I like the pick. I think Hawkinson's a monster NFL player. And, and I think mm-hmm. the mistake that I made with A.J. Brown and Paris Campbell was taking situation over talent. And so now I, I wanted to come back and say I don't care. I hated TJ Hawkinson's situation, which Wait is a minute. I, I still I still believe Paris Campbell has talent. And speed. But not the same level as AJ Brown though. They're 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 tier there's a they're t- there's a tier break. Wait a minute, but how many games has Paris Campbell played healthy? Zero. That's what I'm talking <laughs> about. That's what I, I'm talking about pure talent wise. We still need to see. 
don't know. I think availability is part of talent. But, I, I, okay, I'll take that. But what my point was that right here with TJ Hawkinson, I don't like his situation. But I do like his talent, and I think that will win out. So I, I like that pick. But speaking of speaking of uh, next players, what, what what are you thinking, Johnny? You have the second to last pick of the first round in the re- in our draft. Uh, JJ Arcega Whiteside went at this pick. Oh, what for, a, for what a bust! What a bust! I liked him oh. coming out of Arizona. I mean, not Arizona, Stanford. Sorry. Yeah. And exactly. and and man, I I really liked him with what he did in in, in, in the, the Pac twelve and and yeah, preseason. But I'm gonna have to go with Darius Slayton. Dang it! You took my pick. I was gonna <laughs> shock everybody. I was gonna take the seventh round guy. But he was great, amazing, great amazing. Yeah. At, uh, who would have thought? Like you said, seventh round. Seventh round. Him and honestly, to be completely honest with you, I'm not trying to be a homer since I haven't watched him either. It was a toss up between him and Hunter Refro. I believe in Hunter Refro. What he, what the way he finished the season, he is a, a coming out of Clemson. He was a walk on. And, and, and Are you taking Hunter Renfro here? No, I'm not. I'm taking Slayton. <laughs> but no, what 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 Renfro did and 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 coming into the league, starting off slow but finishing off with a bang. You know what I mean? Again, especially at the Charger game where he had over 100 yards. But he's learning the system. Slayton, man, looked like the go-to guy sometimes, even with Tate back, man, he, and he, even Evan Ingram on on the field. He still looked like the go-to receiver. Yeah. It was crazy because coming, he was coming out of Auburn, right? Darius Slayton. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I think so. He had four. Right? So he had four three. Guy? I don't even know who he is. <laughs> <laughs> I just act like you know who he is, dude. All right. <laughs> so oh Darius yeah, Slayton. that guy. Oh wow. <laughs> so Darius Slayton had four three speed coming out of college, and he was amazing. But the problem was, we he he didn't have he he was a one trick pony. He he could just run fast and deep, and we didn't know if the hands were there if he was going to translate. But I think when they went. They went to Danny Dimes. Is it, was he from Auburn? I I, I can oh, check. I okay, so I, I, if I remember, because I, I, he was one of the ones on my scouting. It's I'm so mad at myself. So I literally I texted John right after the draft, and I'm like, John, you should go pick up Darius Slayton because you need him. And then I was like, because I'm not gonna. He was like, I, I I wanted to go to a team. And and then late in the season, I'm like, crap, why didn't I pick him up <laughs> <laughs> instead of telling somebody else to? Uh, but so Darius Slayton, great pick, great pick. He he. He translated. He he said, "Hey, I'm not just gonna be. I'm gonna make, be better." And I think Daniel Jones is not as bad as people think he is. I for seeing him in preseason and his timing routes is what pressed me the most. And granted, it's preseason, but still, but still, even in timing routes against professional players in preseason, he was the best that I saw in preseason. Uh, too bad uh, his offensive line couldn't block for no one. But he still uh, he still get what I think. Slate ended the year with like 800 yards and six or seven touchdowns. Right? Fantastic, yeah. So great, great job there. That puts me at 16 overall. I have uh, at 16. I have a lot of different ways I could go with this. I honestly, I wanted to go Darius Slayton and talk about him, and it's crazy because I see Paris Campbell here, and I took Paris Campbell at five, and now I'm gonna let him pass me again. Um, there's there's a couple of good players here. I'm. Do I go with the guy or do I go with the guy? Do I go with the draft capital or do I go with the guy I believe in? I'm going to go with the guy I believe in. I'm going to take Deontay Johnson here from the Pittsburgh Steelers. So Deontay Johnson, the the quarterback carousel in Pittsburgh with Roethlisberger hurt was was pathetic to watch. James Washington is not, I think, the type of receiver that Pittsburgh envisioned he was. Deontay Johnson, on the other hand, every time he got the targets, 
he showed up. And, and, and those were not good targets coming. These were not like NFL caliber throws that he was going to throw his way. you had a duck collar throwing to you, <laughs> man. So. It was Devlin Hodges <laughs> and Mason Rudolph. So I think next season, it I, 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 mean, I don't want to call it right here because I think I might be wrong. But remember when, Anto- when Juju came in and Antonio Brown was the superstar who got all the coverage? And then we saw that Juju was talented. And so when he got thrown the ball against the second corner or against single coverage, he was able to ball out. I'm not going to say it's the same because I think he's a different type of player. But I think now Juju's going to get the double coverage. Juju's going to get the best corner. He's going to get the Stephon Gilmore on him. And that's going to give Deontay Johnson a chance with a healthy Roethlisberger next year and their teams, you know, coming back. I think that uh, Deontay Johnson is going to have a good year. So I'm going to I'm gonna do this really quickly. So I have the draft board from our actual draft. I'm going to read it off, and then we're going to compare that right here to our draft board that we just made right here. All right, so I pulled up right here our draft board from 2019. Our, our picks went Josh Jacobs first overall. That's the same as us. Ours, Josh Jacobs went first overall. Second overall was Nikhil Harry, and third overall was David Montgomery. So these were two of the biggest drops. We saw Nikhil Harry in our redo of the draft drop all the way down to pick 10. And David Montgomery drop all the way down to pick 12. So I'm going to read off the full list of, of the first round, how it went in real life, and then our remock right now. First was Josh Jacobs. Second was Nikhil Harry. Third was David Montgomery. Fourth was Miles Sanders. Fifth was Paris Campbell. Ouch. Uh, Sixth was Debo Samuel. Seventh was A.J. Brown. Great pick, Allen. Eighth was Mecole Hardman. Ninth was D.K. Metcalf. Tenth was T.J. Hawkinson. Eleventh was Andy Isabella. Man, I made bad picks. Uh, Twelfth was Terry McLaurin. Thirteenth was Noah Fant. Fourteenth was Darrell Henderson. Why did you trade for him, Jesus? Uh, 15th was Marquise Brown, and 16th was Jose Joaquin Arcega-Whiteside. In our draft, some of those players did not even make it back into the first round, namely Andy Isabella, Darrell Henderson, and J.J. Arcega-Whiteside, and Nicole Hardman. Those players did not even make it back into the first round. Our first round went like this. Josh Jacobs, first overall. D.K. Metcalf, second. Third, A.J. Brown, our Rookie of the Year. Fourth, Debo Samuel. Fifth, Scary Terry himself. Then number six went Miles Sanders. Seven was Hollywood Brown. Eight was Devin Singletary. Nine, Jake took the guy that he loved, Noah Fant. And right after, Jesus snagged Nikhil Harry, who dropped all the way down to ten. Kyler Murray was the first quarterback taken at pick 11, with David Montgomery falling all the way down to 12. Next, Jake surprised us all by taking another his first IDP off the board, Devin Bush, at 13. And then TJ Hawkinson went at 14. A UDFA in our real draft, Darius Slayton, who went in free agency, was picked now at the end of the first round at pick 15. And Deontay Johnson closed out the end of the first round. So I I think that was a nice exercise. What do you think we we learned from seeing this when going back and redrafting? What what do you think that tells you about, I guess, like how you drafted or what you saw or how the NFL is or – I don't know. What are your thoughts? Just looking at the difference in between a, the two. It's a poker game. <laughs> Honestly, it, it is, right? Se- it, seems, it seems to be, compared it to the actual draft and then this like mini mock draft or whatever, it just se- it seems like it was kind of everywhere. Like everybody mm-hmm. had their different 
different picks and they all kind of went in different ways, which shows that the NFL is completely unpredictable. And so, our in our league too. Yeah. You have different philosophies. You you picked an IDP and he picked a QB. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? So but like outlooks, right? But but it works. It works because I mean for your team it's gonna work and for your team it's gonna work. And what what, what Gio brought out a while a couple uh, segments ago and and uh, what we see, what I see, is that the league is changing. Mm-hmm. The league at a whole is changing and fantasy is changing. Mm-hmm. Gio brought out that the last two deciding factors of a championship team was quarterbacks. You know, before mm-hmm. he used to just be running backs, and occasionally you had your receivers that were that were that were going crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Quarterbacks, Lamar Jackson and and uh, Deshaun Watson before. Mm-hmm. You know, Mahomes. Mahomes exactly. So you see, the league is changing, and this draft confirmed one thing: confirmed that running backs were not as good as what is projected to be. I mean, oh, sorry, it was projected that running backs weren't supposed to be good this draft, which it showed it wasn't. Mm-hmm. Um, but it also showed how important and how much the quarterback position has become uh, in fantasy and in uh, the NFL as well, too. And the fact to factor in injuries as well. Yeah. yeah. I think yeah. It's, it's interesting also that like a, a few of those picks were ones that we redid and we're like, all right, I need this guy because he's going to help me that season. Josh Jacobs, A.J. Brown, Debo Samuels, Terry McLaurin, Miles Sanders. Those were all guys who helped you. Uh, like during the season, they helped you get wins and stuff like that. From there on down, the, the Why next. Why do you keep skipping DK? Because I don't. I, 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 don't, I, don't think I didn't he... even notice that. It does. <laughs> I don't think he really helped you get a lot of wins. Dude. I think he was a good. But I don't. No, he was a good player. He averaged over 10 points. Look, so That's I, good for a rookie receiver. Marquise Brown did well as well. No, so yeah, did good Devin point. Singletary. Yeah, yeah. David Montgomery. I, but I don't think those players were. Difference makers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, DK was the worst. <laughs> <laughs> worse than OJ Howard. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's seven times, Johnny. That's seven times. So what I'm saying is that like some of those players were difference makers immediately, but fourteen other picks or ten other picks, twelve, twelve other players, they're all players that you're taking with your draft pick, not necessarily to help you immediately. Mm-hmm. You're taking them because you're building something. Like you're, you, you've got Jason, a plan. Jason. Yeah. You know? So, so it's just an interesting exercise to, to make us think because I, it's also, like you said, different philosophies because I think I overvalue draft picks. And I think there are some people who undervalue draft picks. And then there are some people who have probably good value, but it's different for every single person. So I, I think that was a really, really fun exercise and a nice way to see. So, hey, you know, there's some trade targets right there. Are you going to go out and offer a trade for Devin Singletary? He's a first-round running back now, you know? Is Miles Sanders, can you get him? Is he available? You know? I mean, I wouldn't trade for DK Metcalf or A.J. Brown, but can you make a trade for Kyler Murray, you know? Maybe Darius Slayton is still being valued as a UDFA or something like that. But we just took him in the first round, you know? So can we go get him? Guys, thanks for being here. I think it was a great podcast. Once again, congratulations to Alan. You deserve it. Jesus, uh, it's a pleasure to have you here. We are in the presence of greatness, the Dragon Slayer himself, our 2018-2019 Coach of the Year, Jesus Valenzuela, and our 2018-2019 Super Bowl winner, Alan Villagran. Congratulations to both of you guys. Oh, yeah, and go AFC! This is Giovanni, your host, signing off. Peace out. Hey, guys.